I suffered with porn addiction for 10 years. After much trial and error, I came to understand the ancient and modern answers you can use to not only quit porn, but lose your desire for it. I teach you to recover in a way that does not require white knuckling, complex behavioral strategies, or fear-based solutions. Instead, I help you challenge and transform the underlying beliefs and thought patterns that led to your addiction in the first place, cutting it off at its source. Experience long-lasting sobriety through practical and spiritual methods that retrain the mind and connect you with higher power. To learn more about my 20-week program, go to becomeagoodman.com. My brother, welcome to the No More Desire podcast. My name is Jake Castleman, founder of Become a Good Man. It is awesome to have you here today. Today, you're going to learn how to stop watching porn using a powerfully unique technique, probably a lot of things that you've never heard of doing. And I want you to stick around until the end because I'm going to, I'm going to share four keys with you for overcoming porn addiction. Again, most of which you've probably never heard, not cliche things like uh, accountability buddies, filters, uh, pray the, the urge away, okay? Not that prayer is not fantastic, it is. I love prayer, but I'm not gonna be sharing those things with you today. What I'm gonna share with you today is a well-rounded approach, something that's taken me eight years of sobriety to understand, working with other people, seeing what it is that they go through and experience, and how we actually recover long-term and overcome porn addiction. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, so to help support this channel, okay, um, if you're listening on the podcast or you're on YouTube, be sure to subscribe and follow. Um, so I'd love to have you guys. When I became addicted to porn years ago, there were a lot of things um, that I didn't understand about why I became addicted. Okay, I'd heard about the brain science. I just thought I had a dopamine addiction. Right, and maybe that's what a lot of you think. Right, it's it's like okay, I get hooked to this like a drug or like alcohol, like a chemical, right? And that's that's why I'm at why I am where I am right now. Now I wanted to quit. Right, I kept being told it was just as simple as replacing my desires for porn with other things. Right, maybe you've been told this like. Uh, you just got to get some hobbies. You just got to get a passion. You just have to uh, let's play basketball. Or every time you have a thought about porn, just do push-ups, right? Maybe you've heard some of these things. I was told a lot of these things over the years, but the thing is, there's truth to this. Okay, there's truth in that you can uh, get things in your life that bring either meaning or a sense of pleasure. Not uh, not like a base pleasure like porn is that's actually making your life worse, but maybe things that are outlets for you. Okay, there's truth to that. But it's not getting to the root of the, the addiction. Okay, in my last YouTube video or last pod, podcast episode, I talked about that. Um, I talked about the two roots, which are shame and fear. If you want to learn more about that and how that works, go to my last episode. Um, but today I'm going to talk about a lot more that actually stems out from this. And what I would highly recommend is before I dive into what are called the addiction and recovery trinities, if you go to becomeagoodman.com, you can get a free download. It's a free guidebook that's going to outline in a diagram how these trinities, quote unquote, work. Because you're going you're gonna to want to see a visual of what I'm going to talk about today. So seriously, right now, go on becomeagoodman.com. I'll wait for you to do it. And download this guidebook. It's totally free. You just stick your name and email in. Go there 
right now, becomeagoodman.com. You want to see this visually, okay? Have you gone there yet? Okay, so I hope you went there and grabbed that. It is seriously high value. It's going to teach you a ton. So the thing about addiction is it's multifaceted, okay? We can't we can't just say addiction is one thing. Are there root issues of fear and shame that we feel within that, that drive us to that addiction? Yes, but there are other facets like um, that are physical, that are mental, that are spiritual, that are relational. And I'm gonna talk about all four of those facets today, okay? So it took me, it took me a long time to see this because the thing is, when you feel like crap all the time, and when I was caught up in addiction, I felt like, I felt like garbage a lot. Maybe you can uh, relate. It doesn't make you a bad person. It just means you're going through something hard and you need to know how to overcome. That's what I'm here to tell you how to do today, okay? But when you're feeling like garbage all the time, I think of it the same way as your diet, right? Like when you're eating uh, junk food all of the time, you don't have any sense to know what foods might be causing you low energy, what foods might be harming your mental state, what foods might be causing you digestion problems versus foods that are ha actually making you feel good. Because if you're just eating crap, you, you don't know which way to look. You don't know what's causing what. You don't know if maybe you're just tired today or maybe it was that donut you ate, right? Okay, it's the same thing with addiction. When you're caught up in it, it's hard to see through it. It's hard to know where is this stuff coming from? right? So it took me so long to see it. And once I started coming out of it by the good grace of God, I started to see some of these different factors that worked into addiction. I'm going to tell you all about those, and I'm going to tell you the answers for recovery if you stick around till the end. So over about, again, 12 years of time, I've developed this. Okay, That was, that was spent uh, in addiction, uh, trying to overcome it for several years, and then in eight years of sobriety. So in my five-month program, I go in, into these things in much more detail and depth, and I help you go through uh, daily written exercises, meditations, okay, things that are going to help you practice these things in your daily life. But today, we'll cover a lot that will help you a ton. So let's talk about and dive right into the addiction and recovery trinities. What are those? Okay, what are the addiction and recovery trinities? Again, go to becomeagoodman.com, get that visual. So let's start with the addiction trinity. If you're looking at that visual right now, you know that at the core of the addiction trinity, um, and for those of you who aren't looking at it, maybe you can't download it at the moment or, or take a look at it, maybe you're listening. Okay, and the, the addiction trinities are set up, set up like this. In the core of the trinity, quote unquote, the core of addiction, you have fear and shame. And then branching out from there, you have three different secondary legs of addiction. Okay, so there's the core and then there's secondary legs, three of them. That's why it's called a trinity. So again, at the core, we have fear and shame. This is the fear and the shame we're feeling on a daily basis. Okay, in all sorts of things that we're going through, whatever that might be in our relationships, at work, at school, in our day-to-day um, -day life, in, in hobbies and interactions with other people, whatever it might be, we're feeling fear, we're feeling shame. And these emotions are driving us to addiction. They're at the core. Okay, and then branching out from there, we have to talk about the very first thing would be disconnection. Okay, that's at the top of the trinity. And this might seem obvious to some of us. Maybe you understand that addiction does come from disconnection. 
But disconnection is, it's all about our relationships in three different ways. Okay, our relationship with ourself, our true self within, that's our eternal self, our spirit, our soul, right? That's the first. And then the other relationship is our relationship with God, all right? Or our higher power, right? Our creator, okay? If you don't believe that, that's all right. But I do. That's what I live my life by. I understand I have a creator. There is God there. My relationship with God is extremely important. Okay, if I don't feel that, I don't stay sober. I need to keep that active in my life. It's okay if sometimes I feel a little more distant, but I keep practicing and keep working on having a strong relationship with God. The other type of relationship is our relationship with other people, right? Maybe we have a dysfunctional relationship with people. Maybe we don't trust other people. Maybe we don't have good friends or good family members in our lives. When we experience that, when we experience loneliness or we experience hostility with people, that is going to drive our addiction. Again, at the core, we have the fear and the shame that is driving those disconnection issues with God, with ourselves, and other people, but we are experiencing disconnection. And that disconnection, every single part of the Trinity, okay, including fear and shame, it's driving the addiction, right? So it's it's at the beginning of addiction, but then also the more, uh, the more addiction we experience, the more we experience the parts of the Trinity. So in other words, we feel fear and shame, it drives us to addiction. We experience addiction, we feel more fear and shame. We feel fear and shame, it or we, sorry, we feel, um, we feel disconnection, right? It drives us to addiction. We feel addiction, it drives more disconnection in our lives, right? Because we feel mentally unwell, we feel unstable, we feel less worthy of other people's love or God's love, and we feel that disconnection, right? That's driving the addiction. It's both driving it and the addiction is creating it. So it's cyclical. Very nice cycle how that works. You've probably experienced it a lot in your life and it is miserable, right? But that's why we have to know how to overcome it. Again, stick around to the end. I'll tell you how we overcome it. So that's the top of the Trinity. The other part of the Trinity, um, the, the second leg that branches out from that core of fear and shame, we have, um, we're going to have pleasure conditioning. Okay, I almost forgot the, my own leg. Anyway, pleasure conditioning. What is pleasure conditioning? Uh, when we talk about that, we want to discuss the difference between base pleasures. In other words, things that are instantly gratifying, like video games, like junk food, like TV, like uh, amusement parks even, like things that don't take a bunch of effort, right? But they give a high reward, a high level of dopamine to our brain. These are base pleasures. Versus uh, noble pleasures is what you could call them, right? Or I call them uh, pleasures that contain meaning and purpose. These are going to be things like reading books, right? Writing. Uh, this is going to be things like working on building a business even. It's going to be building relationships. It's going to be prayer, meditation. Um, it's going to be hobbies like, let's say you enjoy longboarding. Let's say uh, you play sports, Right? Whatever these things happen to be, they can add meaning and purpose to our lives. It's things that we actually need to put effort into that help us build as a person and bring pleasure. Right, Base pleasures bring us more into the zone of addiction. That's why I call it pleasure conditioning. You're being conditioned for pleasure. The more that you are conditioned for pleasure, the more that you will be driven towards things like 
watching porn. This is why video games and porn are, they're so uh, tightly knit together, okay? I couldn't actually quit porn until I quit video games first. I'm not saying that's the case for everyone. It was definitely the case for me. I could not detach the two. As long as I played video games, I would be susceptible to my addiction for porn. Okay, so that's pleasure conditioning. Okay, and then on the other end, the third leg of the addiction trinity, we're going to find physical uh, imbalances. Okay, physical imbalances. What does that mean? Well, we do have genetic predispositions. Okay, I'm not actually talking about that here because those don't stem from fear and shame. I'm talking about physical imbalances that are coming from uh, both our physical unwell, uh, feeling unwell as far as not exercising, right? Not taking care of our bodies and then also from poor nutrition. Okay, so these things do stem from fear and shame because if we felt fully worthy and at peace, we would take care of our bodies. That's my opinion. That's what I've seen from people. I believe if we do not feel the fear and the shame in great extent, then we are going to take care of our bodies. Okay, but again, it is still a factor of addiction. So in and of itself, it is causing issues. Um, in other episodes and other places I talk, uh, and really in, my, in the bonus courses of my program, I talk about how gut health affects brain health. Okay, you can look this up online, the gut-brain axis or the gut-brain connection, uh, your microbiome in your gut right? The microorganisms that are in there. And if you're unfamiliar with those, I can't go into that detail here, but they play a massive role in hormone production neuro and neurotransmitter production and how that's impacting the way that your brain feels, the way that you feel mentally. We need a good diet. We need to eat fruits, veggies, beans, nuts, seeds, fermented foods. These types of things are going to help heal our gut so that we can feel mentally more stable and less prone to addiction. It can make a massive difference. It's not the end-all be-all. Again, we have to deal with those core emotions of fear and shame, but it definitely contributes. So that's the addiction trinity, all right? And now I want to talk to you about um, the reco recovery trinity. But before I do, like and subscribe this, to this video, to this channel, follow and rate if you're listening to the podcast. Please do that. That helps support the channel so that this can get to more people. All right. And also, uh, I want you to comment down at the bottom, what is driving your addiction in your life? What do you feel like is within these, uh, that core of addiction, fear and shame, or the disconnection, or the pleasure conditioning, or the physical imbalances? What, do you, what in there do you witness driving your addiction? I'd love to hear about it. Let's help support each other. Comment below and tell me about that. So again, as promised in the beginning, I'm going to talk to you about the four keys to getting sober and quitting porn addiction, okay? What are those? Well, it's the recovery trinity. It is the exact opposite of the addiction trinity. The thing is, is we talk about the root of addiction a lot, but we need to talk about the root of recovery as well, because there's a reason that people stay sober, that people never go to addiction. And the reasons for those, for that, excuse me, is what I'm going to talk to you about right now. So at the core of recovery, we have faith, worth, and love. All right, sounds cliche to some of us. I've talked about that in my last YouTube video and podcast episode. You can check that out if you'd like. But the thing is, faith, worth, and love are at the core of a well-lived life. They're at the core of peace and recovery. They're at the core of 
um, ensuring that you don't need to go to something to fill a hole in your soul, right? Or in, in your mind, okay? If we don't have faith, worth, and love actively in our lives, then we are not going to feel stable. We don't have to have it perfect, but we do have to have a certain level of it in order to not struggle with addiction cravings to the extent that we give in and relapse, okay? We need to have faith, worth, and love in our lives going regularly. Now, what branches out from that? That might be the core of recovery, but branching out from that, we have the opposites of what we talked about before. The opposite of disconnection, you could say connection, but I like to go a bit deeper than that. I say oneness, okay? Oneness, what does that mean? It means that we feel we feel like we're part of the, the people around us. We feel that we're at one with God. Not perfectly, again, but we do feel that oneness. Maybe we have certain times where we feel it more uh, intensely than others, but we do feel it in our lives. We feel one with God, we feel one with those around us, and we feel one with who we truly are. We know who we are, um, and we feel a sense of, of peace to an extent knowing that. Again, it's not perfect. We can deal with stress, we can deal with challenges, but if we don't ever feel that oneness, then we're struggling with disconnection and it is driving our addiction. So, the ways to feel more of that in our lives. How do we feel more oneness? Well, we need to do good for other people. I love to say that we don't love what we don't sacrifice for. If we want to feel love for other people, if we want to feel connected to our spouse or to our girlfriend or to those that we date, if we want to feel connected to friends or family, we have to sacrifice for them. In other words, you don't don't sacrifice who you are, but what I'm saying is you need to invest in them. That's another way of saying it. You need to invest in your children, invest in your wife, invest in those around you. You will not love other people unless you invest in them. Do good for them. Help them out, right? If we're not doing any of that, we won't love them. It's, it's not enough to just say, I don't feel love. Well, then the way to feel it is you need to do something for that person. That's the only way you're going to feel it. Okay, so call up a friend, right? Place in your calendar, I'm going to call this friend on this day or each day, um, on one day a week, I'm going to call up at least one friend and plan a time to get together and hang out. Or I'm going to call up one of my siblings um, and just chat with them. Or just whatever way you can connect, you need to plan it into your schedule. It's extremely important. It will be extremely beneficial in helping you stay sober. All right, so we have faith worth love at the core, we have oneness, and then the other leg of the recovery trinity is going to be the opposite of pleasure conditioning, which is meaning and purpose. When we are doing things on a daily basis, or at least, well, it really does need to be daily, we need to do things that bring meaning and purpose into our lives. Is there some kind of a cause that we're pushing for? Is there a club that we're a part of? Is there, uh, do we feel purpose in our community? Do we feel purpose at home with our family? Are, are we doing things to serve other people? Are we, um, do, do we play music? Maybe you have an instrument that you love to play. Maybe you have sports you love to play. Maybe you feel like you're part of a team, a sports team that you watch. Do that in excess and it may lead to unhappiness because you're just sitting watching, right? That's more of a passive activity, but things that you're doing actively, right? Maybe you go out in the mornings and you play basketball with your bros, right? Maybe um, you are engaging in meditation and prayer on a daily basis. Maybe you have a spiritual book that you're reading. 
Maybe you're writing a book. Okay, any of these types of things, what is it for you, right? And I mean, even something like doing a puzzle, right? Even something like that can help give focus to your mind, give peace to your mind. You're completing something. It's not overstimulating like video games can be, right? I'm not saying that you have to cut them off entirely, but maybe for you it's it's necessary as it was for me, okay? But um, if you're doing something that takes effort, that's at a moderate pace, it's not fast-paced and overwhelming for your brain as far as it spikes your dopamine up and, and gives you a ton of pleasure, then that thing, if it's bringing you purpose and meaning, you're completing a goal or you're serving or you're doing something where you make a difference uh, for yourself or for others, um, for others it can be particularly uh, powerful, right? That's going to add to your recovery, all right? So then on the other end, we have um, the opposite of physical imbalances. That is the other leg of the recovery trinity. And the opposite of physical imbalances is physical well-being, okay? So if we're taking care of our diet, if we're exercising on a regular basis, these things are going to contribute to um, our recovery immensely. Now, you might have seen other recovery programs that that actually tout just doing that for recovery. Maybe they have intense weightlifting for recovery. They have um, intense cardio for recovery. Okay, they literally just use that, just exercise and good nutrition to overcome addiction. Okay, this, this can be so powerful and beneficial. I can't tell you what weightlifting has meant for me over the last almost 20 years now I've been doing it. Okay, it, it, it has been fundamental for my mental state and for feeling peace and feeling feeling well, right? It's nice having a physically fit body, but to a much greater extent, it's nice feeling healthy, feeling fit, and feeling able to do the things that you want to do in life so you can be there for those around you and so you can feel mentally stable. Okay, so what are ways that you can get better about that? Just making small changes, okay? When it comes to recovery, don't try to make massive changes all at once. Just small incremental steps, little ones, okay? If right now you're eating a bunch of junk food all the time and you feel like garbage, just make a small step. And by the way, it's okay if you are. That's not, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's just, okay, this is where I'm at. I want to make changes. I want to feel better. And the addict brain will tell you, no, you don't. You're not worthy of that. You're not worthy of feeling better or feeling fit. You're not worthy of exercise. You're not worthy of better nutrition. Just feel like garbage because that's what you are. You're garbage. That's what the addict brain is going to tell you, right? It's the same stuff. It's the same things that tell you that you need to stay depressed, that you need to stay anxious, that you're not worthy of a better life. That is the addict brain. That straight up is Satan telling you that. So, you need to do things on a daily basis that are actively helping your health just in small things. And when you make a small change, like, hey, I'm going to eat one serving of veggies every day, or if you're eating one, I'm going to eat two. If you're eating two, I'm going to eat three, okay? Or even something smaller than that, whatever it is for you. I'm going to uh, drink one less soda per week, right? Whatever it is, make those small changes. And as you do, pray to God and say, Thank you, God, that I've been able to make this change. Thank you for guiding me. Thank you for helping me. And pray to God and say, I need guidance. I need strength here. I need help to be able to make positive changes in my life. So 
That's everything um, with when it comes to the addiction and recovery trinities. Again, if you have not gone to becomeagoodman.com and downloaded my free guidebook that talks all about the addiction and recovery trinities, it's super short. It's like eight pages long because I know that we have busy lives. And especially when we deal with addiction, we do often deal with like ADD and ADHD. I know I've dealt with that a lot in my life. I don't want to sit down and read something that's super long. It's not long. It's really short. It's used as a reference guide for you to be able to know, for you to be able to reference what you've learned today and get uh, some more details. So you can constantly go back and review it um, and get some more information as well. And I'll tell you about my five-month program there and some of my other meditation courses that you can do. Go to becomeagoodman.com. Boom, put your first name in, put your email in, and I'll send it straight to your inbox. It is seriously an awesome, awesome thing to have. And then, again, support this channel, subscribe, like, or follow and rate the podcast. It is awesome to have you guys here. It is a privilege to be on this podcast, helping you um, and, and hopefully teaching you new things for your recovery. If you enjoy what you hear, if you're benefiting from this, please, I would love to hear if you are benefiting from what I'm teaching you. Shoot me an email, jacobbecomeagoodman.com. Tell me what you're experiencing, what you learned today. I would love to hear from you, my friend. And so that's that's everything that I have for you today. Um, I wish you guys all the best. God bless and much love. I suffered with porn addiction for 10 years. After much trial and error, I came to understand the ancient and modern answers you can use to not only quit porn, but lose your desire for it. I teach you to recover in a way that does not require white knuckling, complex behavioral strategies, or fear-based solutions. Instead, I help you challenge and transform the underlying beliefs and thought patterns that led to your addiction in the first place, cutting it off at its source. Experience long-lasting sobriety through practical and spiritual methods that retrain the mind and connect you with higher power. To learn more about my 20-week program, go to becomeagoodman.com.